Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Hi there, it's Brenda with Alive and Active Life. What do you use to tell time most often? A clock on the wall? Perhaps you wear a wristwatch or carry a pocket timepiece. Many people use their phone clock. Some people are blessed to live in a college community with a bell that tolls the hour. Whatever you use, what time is it? In current culture, what time is it? Anne Graham Lotz has a teaching in which she asks, Do you know what time it is? Then she drills down deeper and asks, What do you want to be doing five minutes before Jesus returns? Both are sober questions that deserve sober answers. But that second question provides opportunity to engage pensive exploration of your thought, word, attitude, and behavior choices. It's a reality check for your heart. I use that question as an accountability question to guide and measure steps, decisions, interactions, reactions in the moment, and my daily responses. All it takes is looking around at the signs of the times to get an idea what time it is. Things like this. The world is in conflict. Governments are in upheaval. Nature is in jeopardy. Organizations in discord. People in rebellion. Desperate souls with no hope. Hearts feeling lonely and afraid. Individuals and nations scrambling for a good plan. Man's anger getting hotter. Deceptions that are given too much credibility. Yes, all those things are going on right now in our world. So as far as what time is it, it's probably much later than you think. How do you know if it's getting close to the end times? Can a person get a clue or claim a hunch as to when Jesus will return to set things right again? It's a sure thing. He will set up His glorious kingdom, His effective government, strategic community, freedom for daily living, compassion for every individual, peace on earth, and joy. Sound too good to be true? Well, that's our future. Jesus told his disciples signs that will happen near the time that he returns. That detailed list is in Mark 13 and again in Luke 21. Jesus closes out with these words, When you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. That's from Mark 13, 29. And then he says again in Luke 21, verse 31, When you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Well, I guess we can get a clue. It seems God intended for people to get a hunch. Given those words from Jesus himself, we really could be close to the time when he returns. Still, the very first disciples thought Jesus would return before their lives ended. 
All through history, followers of Jesus have thought the end might be very soon. Although we cannot determine when Jesus will return, we can use Scripture and discernment to know it is probably close. Here's a little side note for you. Did you know that Jesus has chosen to not know when he will return? He told his disciples in both Matthew 24, verse 36, and Mark 13, verse 32, But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Jesus is satisfied to not know when he will return. It is enough that his Father knows and will keep him duly informed. That's incredible. Why do we have issues trusting our Father with the unknowns in our lives? The trust that Jesus, who is fully human and fully God, the trust that He places in Father provides another practical example for us. We don't need to know everything before we decide to trust and obey. Well, then how shall we live? In Ephesians 5, verse 15, it says, Be very careful, then, how you live. In other words, your daily choices matter. The quality of character that you exercise is critical. In order to make a statement for Jesus with your life epistle, you know, your life story, you need to be accurate and careful what you write into each day. To be a light in this dark and sinful world, yes, even to this very intelligent, technical eye generation that we are a part of, you also need to be practical and relevant in your life story. Well, contrary to much of what we see in the world today, I believe with all my heart, integrity still matters. I also believe wisdom will guide if you seek and obey God. Proverbs 4 verse 6 personifies wisdom as a valuable companion. Here's what it says. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Well, qualities that you can grab to help you as you write your life story each day are, here's a list, be accurate, careful, practical, relevant, have integrity, and exercise wisdom. So are you working to live inside those qualities Do you let them shine in your life each day as you practice them? Upside down really does equal bad news. Listen to this amazing scripture from Isaiah 5, verses 20 and 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. This sounds like the world today, upside down, topsy-turvy. Woe is promised to a person who turns God's right-side-up reality into upside-down. Scripture specifies in that verse, first of all, calling evil good and good evil. 
Second, calling dark light and light dark. Third, changing out bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And then fourth, being wise in your own eyes and clever in your own way of seeing things. Well, that sounds like a sober warning about what time it is. As we already have mentioned, the warning word used for those who flip God's reality upside down is woe. Woe means anguish, grief, affliction, distress, despair. God says these will affect you if you do not live within His reality. On the bad news side, God declares that soberness of your condition is real. On the good side, He gives a Savior to provide deliverance from all that is upside down in the world and in your life. What a gracious exchange through Jesus who was born to grow up and die in your and my place. Well, you need some action steps in order to live inside God's will. How can you understand God's will and know how to follow it? Each life is so unique and different. Here are some helpful action steps. There's five of them. First of all, ask for wisdom. That's the first step to apply His will in your life details. Second, choose an attitude of deep respect for God, which is the fear of the Lord, and that begins the process of receiving His wisdom into your heart and mind. Third, you must believe that He is near, ready to pour His love and His help into your heart. That's from James 1, 5-8. through 8. Then fourth, be ready to receive. Open up like a flower to the sun. Take it in. And then five, resolve to trust and obey Him. Here are those five action steps again for you. Ask for wisdom. Two, Choose an attitude of deep respect for God. Three, believe that He's near and is ready to help. Four, be ready to receive. And five, resolve to trust and obey Him. Well, there's another very important issue that has a lot to do with this subject that we're talking about today. What time is it and how we respond to God? It's called first, best, and most. Let me explain. The best way to understand God's will is to desire, and that's a choice that you can control, to desire Him above all else. In other words, make Jesus your first, your best, and your most. Instead of being filled with something temporary and transient, why not be filled with God's Spirit? Here are some practical ways that you can be filled with Jesus. And these are things that you can apply in your life every day. First of all, open your heart to God's Spirit by faith and with the attitude of eager expectation. Second, think about Jesus and His principles. Meditate. That kind of means picturing practical application. So meditate on His ways in your life. What does it look like to do what He said? Third, Talk to Jesus and talk about Him and His principles with others. Nudge them to draw closer to Jesus, to focus on Him, to trust and obey Him, and to choose His hope. 
Then number four is to rejoice in the Lord throughout your day. Thank Him for His gift of life, for the cross, His companionship, and for blessings that are tucked into life all around you. Those blessings coexist beside your troubles. Let thanksgiving be your sacrifice to God. If you want some references that talk about thanksgiving being a sacrifice, look up Psalms 50 verse 14 and Hebrews 13 verse 15. You can choose a positive, cheerful demeanor. So, number four again is rejoice in the Lord. Number five, train yourself to find God's goodness in every life detail, including in your difficulties, your persecutions, and your sufferings. Anticipate His unseen presence and faithfulness. Number six, take joy in God's incredible love and care. Notice His attention to details as you trust. He is watching over you. Number seven, be so filled up with God that His life spills over from your life onto others' lives and give Him credit for that. So again, let's go over those seven, just as a quick review, practical ways that you can be filled up with Jesus. One, open your heart to His Spirit by faith and have eager expectation. Two, think about Jesus and His principles and what that looks like applied in your life. Three, talk to Jesus and about Him and His principles. Nudge others toward Him. Four, rejoice in the Lord always, even when you have troubles. Five, train yourself to find God's goodness in every detail, even the difficulties. Six, take joy in God's incredible love and care. He is watching over you. And number seven, be so filled up with God that he spills over onto others' lives. Let's talk for a few minutes about original design. That's when you live in partnership with God, you enjoy his love, you show deep respect for him, you need his intimate involvement in these troubled times. So, what time is it? It's the right time to slip into the original design, partner with God. Believe everything He says. Obey His commands. He is good and faithful, and He always keeps His word. It's tempting to think that loving God and obeying His principles, worshiping Him, is, you know, a little old-fashioned. Well, perhaps it is, but it's the only way to live a purposeful life. The original design that God created helps you to know Him better, and it helps you to know yourself better. Time is growing shorter. Jesus will return. You can enjoy God and yourself more each day. You can also enjoy other people so much more when you do that. Spend daily time with Jesus to slip into the original design. Let your life make a difference. So what are the final application questions to explore what time it is. I have seven that I'd like to share with you, and then I have some action steps. First of all, what do you want to be doing five minutes before Jesus returns? Two, are you striving for and asking God for a life that includes the qualities we went over? 
accuracy, carefulness, being practical, being relevant, having integrity, and exercising wisdom. Number three, does your life story point to Jesus Christ? Number four, what practices will you adopt to trust and obey God more? Five, what practices will you give up because they are not pleasing to God? Six, is Jesus your first, best, and most? Seven, are you in Scripture and praying daily? And most of all, I would want to ask you, what time is it? How will you answer? Here are some additional action steps for you. Please do visit our website. We have articles, podcasts, shareable images. Do sign up. We have articles that come right to you. You don't have to do a thing. Also, select Alive and Active Life on your favorite podcast app. And then you can check out our excellent books and tools that help your daily Bible study. Make your devotional time alive and active. I also just want to add that material for this episode is developed from my book, More Epistles for an I Generation. Check it out on our website, along with other excellent Bible study materials. Your daily devotion time can be alive and active. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources, including books and eBooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.